Welcome to Joint Effort with Des Moines Orthopedic Surgeons. This podcast covers the pain and injuries that are associated with muscles, ligaments, and joints. I'm Baron Bremner, and welcome to Joint Effort. Today, I welcome our first non-surgeon guest, Coach Nick Mitchell from Grandview University, who has uh, uh, been coaching the highly successful wrestling team since 2008, I believe, correct? Yeah, that's right. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Coach. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Can you tell us just initially um, about your wrestling life? You know, what's, you're an Iowa guy, what's what's led up to this point, or actually kind of bring us up to the point where you joined Grandview. Yeah, so... um, not too long of a story short um i grew up i just um i had family that wrestled and uh, it wasn't that um we had anybody that was super highly successful it just it was a family that loved wrestling and so i kind of grew up around it and it was just a really natural draw for me i was just the total stereotypical aggressive hyper kid like scrapping it yeah thanksgiving dinners totally like like that that. yeah Yeah. for sure like i I mean my family still tells stories like my great grandma when i was like five (laughs) i headlocked her and drug her down on the couch and (laughs) she was that like she wasn't that type of grandma that thought it was cool either so um so yeah it just was what i was always drawn to and so i just I, i i started wrestling at a young age um really started competing a lot through elementary grade school all the way through junior high and high school um ended up going to high school in johnston and I had a really good wrestling coach there, Coach Balsley. Um, he just, he was one of those guys that made it really fun. You know, we had a really good team atmosphere there. And, um, you know, I was pretty successful in high school, not, not to the level that I wanted to be. I finished third, fourth and third at the Iowa State Tournament. Um, thought about, you know, my, my goal at the time kind of was to wrestle Division I. Um, didn't get a lot of attention, um, Division One attention, uh, but looked at uh, a lot of good Division Three schools and, after going up to Wartburg and meeting with Coach Miller, uh, it was a slam dunk for me. It was an easy decision after that. Uh, ended up going to Wartburg, wrestled at Wartburg College. Um, again, was uh, close to finishing the way I wanted to, but didn't quite get it done. I was third, second, and third in the country for Wartburg. Um, and then after I graduated, I actually stuck around, and I was an assistant coach there for eight years before I took the job at Grandview. And so during that time, I was um, my first three years I was teaching, I taught sixth grade for three years and uh, then kind of transferred, transitioned into uh, full-time at the college and uh, been at Grandview ever since 2008. So, You've had, uh, you know, 2008, I think three or four years later, you had your first national title. It was kind of a meteoric rise and you've stayed at the top since then. Um, we, you know, we don't have time to go through all the accolades and everything that you've done, but I mean, some of the highlights for some of our listeners who don't know. Um, are that the team won nine national championships in a row and got runner-up, unfortunately, this year. Um, you had head coach of the year this year. Yep. Um, you broke the all-time consecutive dual meet record this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at 93, I think. Now you're at 103 for consecutive duels, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and the last loss that you guys had was against the Division One powerhouse Iowa State in Ames back in 2013. I was actually there for that. Yeah. And I remember you were not happy with that loss. That, I mean, a lot of people would, you know, a lot of people or coaches might say, well, you know, it was against a really good team, but that still stick in your craw a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's still uh, about once a year I'll get reminded uh, one of our video guys had some footage of me in the locker room after that. And it's probably good he was in there because I, I couldn't, maybe say exactly what I wanted to say, but, um, right. but I was fired up and I still remember it. And, uh, still, it's still one of those things that motivates me now. Yeah. Um, so 
you had the, your high school coach and then Jim Miller, who is an amazing, probably Hall of Fame, is he a Hall of Fame coach yet? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hall of Fame coach from Wartburg. Yep. Were their coaching styles similar or totally different? Totally different. My high school coach was um, more of a good time guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he wasn't real intense. Uh, but but I think for the high school level, he w he was really good because when he was coaching, we always had big roster numbers. Um, we had a good team, and and you know there was there's only a few of us that that were really really heavy, yeah, serious mm -hmm. about it. And the rest of the guys were guys that, that maybe they played football or they played other sports, and wrestling was just something else that they did. Um, so it kind of uh, for me, you know, sometimes I was itching for more. Uh, but that's what I got when I got to college. And mm -hmm. so it, when I met with Coach Miller, he had a really high intensity level, and mm -hmm. I knew that, that was, that's what I wanted in yeah. college. Um, so Jim Miller has a book that came out, right, called Do It Anyway. Yeah. What's the lessons that you have learned from that or that you impart to your team from that book or from his teaching style? Yeah, so um, it's, it's funny because I went there my freshman year, and – um, I was behind a couple guys that were national champions, and so I, I wasn't um, I wasn't in the starting lineup, um, and, and partially because those guys were just better than me. And the other part was I I didn't buy into the culture there. I didn't buy into Coach Miller's philosophy. I was just young and immature and pretty dumb. And um, it really took until uh, the beginning of my sophomore year. I remember Coach Miller. I mean, he would talk to us before practice every day. Um, which is something that, that I do also. And, and I just remember the one day it really stuck out. He was just talking about the, the concept. I mean, it's so simple, but it's just the concept of, you know, every day there's things that we need to do. Um, and, and most of the time we don't feel like doing it. And it comes down to the, the idea of just doing it anyway. I mean, it's just that simple um, every day, you know, and, and we can all think of, a million examples in a day of things that we know we need to get done, we know that, that we should do, but because we don't feel like it, we either put it off or we don't do it. And, and the concept was just stop paying attention to how you feel and just do it. And for some reason that day I heard it and it, it really like changed my life. Uh, and, and there's not many times, I don't think for a lot of people that can pinpoint one time or you know, one thing that really changed their life. And, and that was it for me. I mean, it was, I heard it that day. And I changed, I mean, in every aspect, my, my grades got better, uh, my work ethic improved, um, everything about my mindset. And, you know, I, I can still, I, I say this a lot, I can remember like sitting on my couch in my, I lived in an off-campus house with a couple other wrestlers, and I can remember it being like 10 in the morning, and that was the time I had set that I was gonna get my extra workout in. And I remember sitting on this old crappy brown couch and being like, man, I don't feel like doing it. And just that thought was my motivation to get up and get going mm -hmm. because I, that was it. Like, I don't feel like it. Not feeling like doing something became my motivation to start doing it. And so he's preached that um, his whole coaching career, and I wrote a book about it. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's so simple. I mean, it's – It is simple. It, it almost so seems simple. like, you know, if you say it just like, do it anyway. You know, it seems flippant, but it's not when you really – when you look into it more, it's like this stuff has to get done whether you want it or not. Right. So just do it and don't worry about it. You know, it's – like don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today, that sort of thing. For sure. And the other part is when you're surrounded, you know, when you build a culture, you build a team culture, you build a culture of people around you, um, you catch yourself saying that, you know, or you catch other people on both ends. You know, I, there's been a thousand times where one of my athletes has been like, man, I don't feel like doing this homework assignment. And it, the answer is always do it anyway. Yeah. And then pretty soon you're telling yourself that, you know, and so yeah. it's you're hearing it from the people around you. You're hearing it in your own head and it, it, it can be life. changing. Well, I have to say, so I, I heard that when you were interviewed on Flow Wrestling. Mm -hmm. OK. And uh, 
today I played about 90 minutes of really hard tennis. Yeah. And I was before I played tennis, I said to myself, I'm going to go lift weights afterwards. And after tennis, it was just nightmarish. You know, tiebreaker, <laughs> sweating. It was just humid, it was just sweating. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? He said, do it anyway. Yeah. And so you you helped me today. I went <laughs> and it. lifted weights afterwards. For sure. And it that's felt good. better once I started. I love so, it. Yeah, that's what it's about. Um, tell me what the goal of you know, what does Grandview Wrestling mean? What's the goal of Grandview Wrestling each year? Um, what are you guys striving for? Yeah, so, I mean, when, it, when we started the program, you know, there was something that, um, even back from my, my interview, you know, I remember the second time I interviewed, they asked me to kind of come up with a plan, you know, what, what would Grandview look like, you know, and it was kind of a four-year plan and then on to a long-term plan. And ultimately, my, my plan from the beginning was to put ourselves in a position where we could compete for a championship every year. And I think that probably everybody, every coach, every team wants that. Um, but to me, that all goes back into developing a culture. And so really the biggest thing that, that we started talking about early in the program was the idea of living a championship lifestyle. And, and it just meant that, you know, in college sports and maybe even more in college wrestling, there's a, there's a ton of athletes that come to college that really their main goal is to win within their sport and the rest is kind of just fluff. You know, and, and so that we had a ton of guys like relationships and education, and all of it, like relationships, that. education, social life, personal life, family mm -hmm. life, faith life. And, and so we and we saw that, too. You know, we were a new program. And so we had a lot of guys that came that wrestling was important to them. Um, but they those guys thought at the time that they could work hard within their sport and and that they would, um, you know, if, if they worked hard in their sport, that that was going to get them to where they wanted to be even if these other areas, if they were kind of practicing letting themselves off the hook, you know, and so they were okay with maybe average grades or okay with, with a mediocre lifestyle, okay with a mediocre, mediocre personal life or family life. And, you know, for us, we started really preaching, hey, the more you, you focus on dominating in this, these areas and the more you practice on just not letting yourself off the hook in these areas, the more that's going to carry over into your wrestling because it, it, what you practice doing the majority of your day is who you are. And you can't assume that you're going to be great in this one area because you work hard in this one area, but these other four or five areas you practice being mediocre, you're, you're mediocre. I mean, that's just who you are. And so um, the guys slowly started to buy into it, and, and we saw the results in the wrestling. But ultimately what they found out was this is really the main lesson that stuck with them the rest of their lives. And, and now that we've had wrestling for 13 years – at Grandview, it's cool to see guys that are, they're out, they have careers, they have, they're, they're married, they have kids, and seeing them try to be the best in those areas. You know, something that we preach for a long time that, it, yeah, you hope that it ultimately it's going to lead to you winning a championship, and, and it will give them the best shot at that, but it's a lot bigger than that, because winning a championship is not the most important thing in life. Mm -hmm. it's, it's about who you are the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what it's been. And that's been the culture. And, and, and we preach it to every kid who visits campus because we want that to be the number one reason guys decide to come to Grandview. Uh, the championships are awesome. And, and obviously we want to continue to win, uh, but we want, we want all of it. Mm -hmm. We want to be good in every aspect. Um, how many assistant coaches do you have? And you know, how do they help with the culture? So I've got um, Paul Reedy. He's been uh, with me full-time since the third year of the program. Uh, he's our associate head coach. Uh, Grant Henderson, he now is with his, uh, will be going on his third year with us. Um, he's another full-time coach. And then we have a grad assistant position, which right now is Eric Clark. 
And then really we have probably a total of about 10 guys that are part-time, yeah. that, like assistant coaches between the full-time and part-time guys. So like Grant Turner, I mean, he's been with me since we started the program. Um, he was actually the first uh, part-time assistant coach that we hired right away the first year, and, and he's been with me ever since. And so I, I think that's, you know, there, there's a lot of loyalty there. These are guys that um, some of them, like Grant Henderson, he wrestled for me at Grandview, and so he clearly believes in the program. He came up within the program, and so he it's easy for him to preach the lifestyle and preach mm-hmm. the culture. And then Reedy, um, he wrestled at Wartburg, and so I was actually on the coaching staff when he competed, and then we coached together for a couple of years at Wartburg. Okay. We actually lived together in Waverly for a while, and so when he when we got that full-time position i knew that he was the guy that's awesome. you know that was yeah. the guy that i could trust i always see pictures of you two in the corner yeah for sure um no, he's the man what do you have uh you know are there different coaching styles that you guys have like is are you sometimes the bad cop or the dad and those guys are the fun uncles <laughs> or the good cops or how does that work with yeah. the dynamic for that yeah it's funny you say that because i think it's um it, it is important for us you know to to just like keep that part in mind you know and we laugh about that sometimes you can't be you can't be bad cop bad cop you know usually no. I'm typically gonna be bad cop I mean <laughs> that's just what it is but Reedy is he's the guy that's smiling he's lifting me up you know coach mm-hmm. Turner he's like that Grant is he's really upbeat um Henderson's pretty intense too you know but he has he has a good balance of it too and that's one nice thing about Grant I mean he, he graduated I think it was well, it was probably three four years ago now and he's young enough to remember going through, you know, yeah. I mean, he, and so we rely on him a lot. What because, worked and what didn't work. Yeah, and, and you just forget. I mean, it's, I'm 43 years old now, and, and it goes by that quick, you yeah. know, and, and it seemed like yesterday I was one of those guys that was fresh out, and you're not fresh out anymore. Yeah. So you have to remember what it's like to be going to school and training and dealing with all the college life, yeah. you know, and so it's good to have guys like Grant, too. How, how long does it take you to, uh, and this might be like, you can't ever find it in some people, but... Some people are motivated different ways. You know, the, the student athletes come in, and some need a stern hand. Some need like encouragement. How do you? How quickly can you figure that out? And you know, how hard is that to do? And do you ever get a handle on it? Yeah, I, I think it's um, that's part of what I love about coaching. Is it's like a puzzle. You know, you're always trying to figure out what makes guys tick. And um, I feel like that's something that me. You know, I, I hope that the athletes would say that I, that I've been good at is just realizing that right away you know and I think the first part of that is really just developing trust with your athletes you know and so there's a lot of communication that goes into that really number one making sure they understand that um, I want what's best for them you know this isn't about me it's not even just about Granby wrestling it's about them individually you know how, how can I help them how, how can they know that we want you know what they want out of their out of their career and then once they they trust you and they know that you want what's best it's a lot easier to ask them to work hard for you and so it is but like you said there's a there's a huge mix there because there's some guys that you can't yell at you can't you can't ever get on them you know it's always going to be a pat on the back and mm-hmm. a, you know and hey man you're going to be okay and there's some guys that they they like that they like a little yeah. bit of fire you know and so it is really important to know what you're dealing with there because that, that can that can have a huge impact. Where do you guys get like uh, your recruits from? Is you know is it mostly like is it 50 percent Iowa and 50 percent everywhere everywhere across the whole country or? Yeah, I would say um, I'd say overall we're probably more like 75 percent Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we obviously Iowa has really good wrestling, and so we're fortunate that we can recruit um, really good high school kids in the state of Iowa. Um, most of our recruits that come from out of state. 
typically they would come from probably one of the junior colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't recruit out of state a ton unless we have a connection, you know, and with the culture being so important, it's hard for me. I mean, there, there's a ton of talent out there, but uh, it's just been too many times where you, you can get burned recruiting a kid because he's talented. Then you find out that he's got some baggage that mm-hmm. isn't worth dealing mm-hmm. with. And so um, we really rely on having connections. Um, you know, if, if we recruit a kid from out of state, typically we know somebody already that can tell us, that can vouch for him. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this is a good kid. So, um, yeah, we're fortunate. And, and even within Iowa, the high schools are really good, but we've got really good junior college programs okay. too. And so you look at schools like Iowa Central and Iowa Western and, and, you know, now Indian Hills. I mean, those guys, they do really well recruiting out of state. We have good relationships with those guys so they can tell us, like, I hey, see. this is a good kid yeah. or not. Yeah. Um, you know, after like 103 dual wins, I mean, let's say you beat the same team for 10 years in a row or something. How do you motivate? I mean, what is, what is the conversation like? Like, you know, when you lose, you might, a lot of times you're like, you know, we lost these guys last year. We're not going to let this happen again. Right. You know, yeah. what's it like every day? I mean, not letting it just fall into routine. Like, yes, we won again. Good job, guys. Right. We're yeah. going to keep winning. How do you keep that fresh and and aggressive and yeah, I think on point. For, number one for us is we're just always looking forward to the next thing, you know, and I, I think that's kind of how streaks happen, whether it's the dual streak or obviously we had a, we had a long run of a championship streak. And, you know, each year is, is a new year, you know. And so um, even though last year, you know, some people were saying that we were we were trying to win our 10th national title in a row, that's not really the way I, that we approached it. We were just trying to win the 2021 championship because yeah. we had never won that one. And it's the same thing with duels. Um, you you want to go, and it's the next one, and, and that one is always the most important. And so it's something that we talk about a lot, that whatever is next is the most important thing. And Even in practice, there'll be just random days well, where I'll, I'll remind the guys, like, hey, man, this is the most important practice of the year. You know, and usually early in the year, I'll be like, do you guys know this is the most important practice of the year? And some of the young guys are like, what? What's going on? You know, and I'm like, because it's today. It's the only day we can do anything about it. It's, it today is the most important day. And, and all of a sudden, it's a, like a light switch, you know. And, and it's for those guys, then sometimes, you know, practice is at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. That's, that's not a time when people are typically really high energy yeah. you know and yeah. so you got to come in and you have to find a way to be high energy and that starts with me and then the guys on the team and just remembering how important it is every day and it's the same thing for a dual meet you know you go in and I mean there's sometimes we'll go to an away duel it's in a small town it's in a crappy gym it's in a you know eight people show up and I'm like man this can be a trap you know this could be you can walk in out here and be flat and not wrestle well um, or sometimes we go and because we're good you're going to have the most hostile environment of the year, you know, and usually that's more, that's easier to get up for, sure. but yeah. it's that, it's that flat dead environment that sometimes, you know, and the team's not supposed to be very good. Um, we remind those guys, Hey, this is the most important event of the year. And so once you buy into that mindset, it's pretty easy to be, to yeah. be excited about yeah, it. That's cool. Um, so Des Moines orthopedic surgeons, uh, has partnered with uh, you guys and Grandview since 2013 and seen a lot of success. Dr. Han camp and I training room and, um, kind of our own speed dial for your athletic trainers. And we've been fortunate to work with a bunch of great athletic trainers mm-hmm. through the years. Um, first of all, you know, the elephant in the room, COVID, I don't want to talk about it much because I'm sick of it too, mm-hmm. but um, was that really logistically a nightmare for you this year? Or once you got like a month into all this testing and, and routine, did you get through it just fine? Yeah, really, once once we got into a routine, it wasn't too big of a deal for us. Um, 
what what probably the biggest hurdle was our schedule. We, you, we usually wrestle a really tough schedule, uh, meaning that we don't wrestle only teams in our division. And with the, the way things were this year, we were pretty much only able to wrestle teams in our division. So our schedule was not very tough this year. Mm. And, and I think that hurt a little bit, just okay. not getting pushed like yeah. we normally would. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it will be good not to have to do all that stuff for everybody, but for, for you sure. guys, especially all the masks and everything. Right. And, Daily tests probably or something or weekly or yeah kind of weekly it kind of depended um, on the guy on symptoms you know and, and gotcha. they had a thing they had to check into every morning and of course just getting college guys to do something new consistently is always yeah. a banging your head against yeah. the wall so yeah how do you like tell me about your team like the whole, not the team but the team of, of professionals that you work with mm. how do you keep your athletes healthy through the year what are important things for you yeah so. Um, you know, we actually have a new training staff this past year, and, and they've been awesome. I mean, the uh, Josh is our trainer. Um, he's just been really good as far as being proactive. And, and probably something, a um, little bit of a new term for me, it's just prehab. You know, and everybody is pretty aware of it, except for me probably. But it's just the idea. And it's something I, maybe I knew what it was, but I just didn't know the term. Right. It's just the idea of, um, you know, staying ahead of things to stay healthy. You know, and so part of that was, um, kind of looking at history of what are common injuries for us yeah. and then working with our strength coach and make sure that we're strengthening those areas, working with our trainer and, and seeing what kind of ideas he has as far as flexibility, things that we can do to prevent those those type of injuries. Um, we actually work with a nutritionist in town, which has made a huge difference for us. And, you know, somebody told me a long time ago that most injuries happen because you're, you're either out of shape or out of position in wrestling. And, it, and it's so true. You know, when you think about a wrestling injury, a lot of times it happens because of fatigue or a guy's, you know, he's tired and he can't protect himself or he's not as strong or he's out of position. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, very rarely do you get hurt when something good is happening, you know. so Yeah, you know, I saw a few guys this year who I think they were, put, they were putting in the legs and probably just to stall a little bit of time in the practice room and somebody cranks on the foot. Right. And opens up the lateral knee, you know, yeah. if they were moving constantly, that exactly. There's so many things like that, you know, and that's just such a reminder in the sport. You know, anytime you're doing something to kill time or basically to be, be lazy, moving. yeah, something yeah. bad's going to happen. Yeah. And so that that's just um, that's one of those things we really talk about a lot is being being strong, being healthy, taking care of your nutrition so that you can feel good and protect yourself. So cutting weight now is pretty scientific compared mm-hmm. to when we were in high school. Yeah. Uh, so we don't need to talk about that. But what what does nutrition look like for you guys? What kind of stuff did they help you out with? Yeah, so um, like I said, we, we started working with uh, a nutritionist in town, Eakin Nutrition, has been awesome for us. And really, the, he's got our guys focusing on their macros, you know. And it was something that, again, I mean, I wrestled my whole life. I coached forever. And and you, you think you know what you're doing. And then, like anything, you work with somebody who that's their specialty area, and you realize you have no idea what you're doing. And so it's just getting our guys to, to focus on the right kind of nutrition, and, you know, of course, we really focus on hydration, and we've got our guys drinking a gallon to a gallon and a half of water a day. Um, so at the end of the week, if they have to cut back on a little bit of water, like you said, it's not mm-hmm. like it used to be. You right. know, it's for a short amount of time. It's not very much. They're eating a lot. We really want them to fuel their weight loss. And so it's about getting their bodies to work for them, mm-hmm. um, raise that metabolism, feel good, and uh, increase that gas tank as much yeah. as possible. What does, um, 
What does rest look like during the season? You know, rest is important for muscle recovery and everything. What do you guys do for, I mean, you have rest days or yeah. days where you just roll around or talk or meditate or yoga or? Yep. So, um, man, that's probably one area too where I feel like um, I probably improved a lot over the years. When I first started at Grandview, there, there weren't many rest days. There wasn't, I mean, there wasn't a lot of rest going on. And so uh, it has. It's just been, we kind of cycle our weeks, you know, depending on what the schedule looks like, where Monday will be a day where we come in and, and we kind of work on some things we saw over the weekend. It's real light. There's no live wrestling. Um, we're just kind of spending time on technique. You kind of ramp it up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then taper down again on Fridays. And a lot of that depends on the schedule. Um, but again, we're looking at that as well. You know, we kind of work in six week chunks where we can kind of train hard, let off a little bit, maybe take a few days and then train hard and let off and take a few days. Um, and then the other part, like you said, w w a lot of mental training, you know, mm -hmm. where we try to make sure that towards the end of the year, as we get close to the postseason, um, we don't want to be doing a lot of live wrestling, but you still want high intense, you know, you still want to make sure that you're getting in and it's high energy. But we'll put ourselves in a lot of like match situations where maybe I'm going 100% and you're going 60%. You're gonna let me get it, but it's it's okay. Um, there's 28 seconds left, and I'm down by two, and I need I need two takedowns. You know, mm -hmm. and so you put mm -hmm. yourself in that mental situation where it's gonna happen, and then um, you know you're, you're still going high, going hard, but it's we're not the chances mm -hmm. of us getting hurt are, are mm -hmm. pretty slim. How much um, uh, you guys have a great uh, weight training program there, and uh, how much are they in the weight room during the season and off season and stuff like that? How important is that to do things like deadlifts and squats and all that stuff? For sure. Yeah. So, um, like you said, we've got a really good strength coach. I mean, so he does a good job developing programs and typically during the season, they're going twice a week. Um, you know, we used to go earlier in the morning and one thing when you talk about recovery is sleep is so important. And I would say that it's probably one of the areas that for college athletes that they, they struggle with the most. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of got away from, uh, unless there's guys that I know are good at getting to bed early, um, you know, if they want to lift at that 5 or 6 a.m. time, we try to get away from that and, and push it back to an 8 a.m. or a 10 a.m. type kind of work around their yeah. classes. Um, just because it's, it's such a key element that gets overlooked, and especially at the college level. Where you know these guys will they'll stay up till one a.m. Oh, yeah. and play video games and then get up at six and it's like well that it doesn't bode very well for did Chris Doyle at Iowa like have them like wear like a sleep monitor or something yeah every yeah night? there's so, a lot of a lot of teams that are going to stuff like that now I guess with these you know? watches you can do right, it pretty yep. easily yeah and you can see like what your heart rate's doing at night mm -hmm. and see what your recovery mm -hmm. looks like so we have a couple of guys in our team that have kind of done some of that on their own oh, so that'd be cool yeah so so yeah I mean that part's been big um, and then yeah I, I think that's the other thing is. The kind of lifting um, during the season is it's more it's explosive. You know they're getting enough beat down on their body with wrestling, yeah. and so it doesn't need to be a lot of that. You know yeah. it's more just good explosive, athletic type of lifts. Yeah. What's your um, kind of recollection or gestalt about what are the worst like what decrease what injuries are most common where you're losing mat time each year? Things that you wish you know you wouldn't have to deal with as much. Yeah, it's. I mean, it seems like it's always shoulders and knees. I mm -hmm. mean, those are the two. You know, and some of that um, it's just the sport. You know, and, and some of it I think has actually changed probably even with the sport where there's so much more scrambling now than there used to be. Yeah. I think that that lends to some knee injuries. You know, yeah. you see, 
and it puts a lot of your stress. mule kicking to get out of right. uh, yeah you're rolling around yeah. you got you know and it puts a little more stress on the referees too where we expect them to know these situations and know when to stop it and make sure that you know guys are safe and in the room too you know we're we're, we're always watching you know making sure and we try to remind the guys like hey we want you to fight for everything but there's a point where like let's just tap restart yeah. you know and yeah. make sure you're being smart yeah. about it um how about things like uh you know skin disorders you know yeah. hepatago things like yeah. that or yeah viruses th- one good thing is i feel like um some of it is there there's maybe like a little bit more knowledge among the team you know and maybe it's just our guys you know and and, and for me personally i feel like i'm like a dermatologist now yeah i mean i i swear like if they go to just a regular family doctor a lot of the times these doctors haven't seen it you know and i'm yeah. like nope that's not go see this guy yeah. it's, it's not this yeah. it's this you know so um, there, there's just that part of it and just being aware of it, trying to stay ahead of it. And we, the, like the NWCA does a lot better job now. That's the national wrestling coaches association. They do a lot better job of educating on like how to keep things sanitary, you know, just little things like the right way to wash the mats, um, how to do the laundry, you know, like when we dry our guys clothes, it gets to like 200 degrees or something, you know, it yeah. kills all the bacteria. Yeah. And so just things like that, that you know, maybe we weren't taught, you yeah. know, and just making sure like how important it is just for, at our facility that we have a, this big industrial washer and dryer there that these guys aren't taking them, their clothes home and expected to you imagine college guys. Like, yeah. Watch, yeah right. Good, good luck with that. Smell so, that, yeah. right. So, uh, so you've had, uh, you got one of the best facilities in the country for wrestling. We do. And, yeah. um, so that probably helps too having a big open areas where you can get it cleaned up and not a dark dank dungeon like for sure. Back in the old days. Yeah, we're lucky. I mean, people that are familiar with the Des Moines area, it's the old AMF bowling alley. And it used to be the largest bowling alley in Iowa. And now it's the biggest wrestling room in Iowa. So it's crazy. I mean, our area, we have four full mats. We've got a training room. We've got a team locker room, a coach's locker room, a lounge, um, a conference room. And all that's only a third of the building. So, I mean, that, that place wow. was monstrous. And that's got to be a huge recruiting it is. bonus to yeah. show everybody that. For sure, yeah. Yeah, we're really fortunate to be Because in some there. states, wrestling was more of an afterthought, you know, whereas it's front and center right here. Yeah, and it goes to show that, you know, we're a small school, but we can do things on a, on a big stage yeah. still. What, you know, um, do, what do you think the state of wrestling is in the country, women's wrestling, men's wrestling, over the last 15 years or so? What, how are things looking? It's been interesting because there's been a slow decline in Division One programs, uh, but at the same time, the non-Division Ones um, have really increased, and the women's programs are really increasing. And really, like anything, it comes down to money. You know, it's um, the Division One uh, level. You know, it, it gets blamed on Title IX a lot, but realistically, it's not a money-making sport, and so it's an easy one to cut. Mm. And, and there isn't a women's sport in. And most no Division One schools have a Division One, you know, have a, a women's wrestling program. So there's not a Division One team to offset the the men's team. Um, so you know that part of it's been tough. But at the same time, when I started at Grandview, I think there was only 38 or 39 NAI wrestling programs, and now we're over, over 70. And so we're the second biggest now. And, and so we continue to grow. Division Two is growing. Division Three is continuing to grow. So. I don't know, there's been an interesting shift. And then when you look on the women's side, there's been huge growth on the women's side. And it's it's really, um, in a short, to me, a short amount of time, being in the last 10 years, um, and it's, it's really become way more mainstream. People are excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it went from kind of being this thing that maybe some people weren't too sure about to everyone, at least in the wrestling community, mm-hmm. is really fired up about. 
what's going to happen with Iowa high school women's wrestling or girls wrestling? I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's soon. You yeah. know, there's really Minnesota no reason. Yeah, I saw somebody showed me a map the other day of all the states that have sanctioned yeah, it. And we're too. like on an island, you know, and so it's, it's yeah, crazy. it's it is crazy. So hopefully that they can pull the trigger soon. And can you just tell us a little bit about the Grandview women's team? Uh, was this the first year? Second year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they just finished their second year. Uh, the head coach Angelo Crinzi, he actually wrestled for me mm-hmm. at Grandview. He was down at Lindenwood Belleville. He was the men's and women's coach down there. Um, our job, our, our program got started, and he was he was fortunate enough to get that position. Um, he's got an assistant coach, Arellis Bias. She's from Florida. And then just recently, um, they added on Allie Reagan, who's a two-time world silver yeah. medalist. Um, it's a huge pickup. She's going to be a graduate assistant. And uh, so, yeah, this was just their second year. They had three All-Americans this year. So... Um, last year they actually didn't get to compete in their national championships okay. the first year of the program, so it was a week yeah, after right. ours and it got canceled. So, right. um, but yeah, it's it's exciting. I mean, they're growing fast. I mean, they're going to have probably thirty girls on the team next year, and um, I'd say probably half of them will be Iowa girls. And so, and, and that's in a state that's not sanctioned yet. So yeah, that's great. When we see Iowa get sanctioned, I think you're going to see more college programs in Iowa, and uh, the the level of wrestling continues to improve too. So, you know, you had a great what I would call a great um, high school and college career, but you never got what you wanted. You never got the championships right. as individual championships. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you run an amazing team at, at uh, Wartburg. You did great. You're an All-American, but you never got that first place finish. Do you think that your your coaching would be as good if you would have got a first place finish, or do you think that that has motivated you to no, get what you got? No, it, it definitely – I think it's it, it's 100% motivated me. Um, I, I know it's made me a better coach, um, mostly just because I feel like I've been able to reflect on and be honest about the reasons I didn't get what I wanted, you know. And everybody likes to have an excuse, but um, there was my own, you know, maybe maybe mindset issues, my own lifestyle issues, you know. It was, it was all those things. And I feel like I can speak honestly with our guys – you know, I don't have to make it about me, but I can talk about these red flags, you know, these things that, that come up that I think hold guys back. And so um, I do, I mean, I feel like it's it's really made me better. And, um, yeah, I mean, it still burns, you know. You still, mm-hmm. like, you go to the Iowa High School State Tournament, you know, and my buddies that I wrestled with, you know, Ben Barnes, a good friend of mine, he took second, and he'll text me every year, and he's like, ah, oh, I'm so depressed, you know. And we're like, all right, we can get over it, you know. But same thing in college, you know, it's – it hurts, you know, those things, but it, some of that doesn't go away. But at the same time, um, I wouldn't trade it because I know it's it's helped me become who I am now as yeah, a coach. For sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. What is, um, finally, let's just uh, wrap up talking about what next year is looking like for you guys. You know, what um, what's the season look like? Bright spots, you know, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, number one, man, I'm, I'm probably more excited for uh, this season to get going than I ever have been. You know, between uh, getting through the COVID year and then just, Again, not ending the way we wanted to last mm-hmm. year, finishing second. Um, that was, that's hard to swallow, you know. So, so we're really excited to get back to it. We're already back to work, but I'm really fired up just for the for the season to get going. Um, you know, we'll be back. Our tournament's always a really big tournament. Um, excited to get that going again. We always go to the Iowa State Cyclone Open. Um, hasn't been announced officially yet, but we're going to actually duel Iowa State again next year. So oh, awesome. We're, we're going to do a double duel with Iowa State and Cal Baptist. And so, um, so yeah, like you said, the last time we lost was 2013 yeah. to Iowa State. So um, that streak, good chance that could come to an end, you know, and, and we'll see. So that, that'll be in November. 
Um, so yeah, we go out to Reno for the Reno Tournament of Champions. So another big tournament out there. So I'm fired up just to get back to a good schedule. That's great. Yeah. Well, we've really enjoyed having you on the show today. Uh, head coach Nick Mitchell from Grandview Wrestling. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's fun. Thanks for listening to Joint Effort, a podcast from Des Moines Orthopedic Surgeons. If you have questions about this podcast and wish to schedule an appointment with a surgeon, call 515-224-1414 or visit dmos.com.